The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I am Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Marcus Aurelius, Book 5, Chapter 20. In one respect, man is something with the closest affinity to us, in that it is our duty to do good to men and tolerate them. But insofar as some are obstacles to my proper work, man joins the category of things indifferent to me, no less than the sun, the wind, a wild animal. These can impede some activity, yes, but they form no impediments to my impulse or my disposition, because here there is conditional commitment and the power of adaptation. The mind adapts and turns round any obstacle to action to serve its objective. A hindrance to a given work is turned to its furtherance. An obstacle is in a given path becomes an advance. So that's the original source, but I uh, I recently made a purchase from the Daily Stoic store, uh, which you can look in the uh, comments for the link, uh, and uh, I bought a medallion that has a, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a paraphrasing or a translation um, of this uh, of the end of this teaching. So on one side of the medallion, there's a picture of a mountain, uh, a tall mountain with a path winding through it, and it says the obstacle is the way. Uh, and then on the back, it says, the impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. So what I want to focus on today, I mean, there's a lot in that in that excerpt there. Uh, and I might talk about it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how the timing goes on this, because uh, this is kind of another, uh, you know, un, un, well, all the episodes are unscripted, but we'll see. Anyway, whatever. Let's just talk. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about an application of this principle that uh, I am going to intend to uh, to implement. Um so if you've been following the podcast for the last month, then you'll know that, uh, <laughs> that I've had uh, <laughs> one hell of a year, as, uh, as I recently heard someone say. Uh, it was a very busy, busy, busy year uh, filled with joy and challenges uh, and, uh, and happiness and difficulty. Um, and uh, on June 18th, I put the Stoic Jew podcast and all my other content on a sacred pause, took a complete break from all teaching activities, uh, anything having to do with Rabbi Schneeweiss uh, until July 1st. Then I restarted some things, but I still did not teach. Uh, I have not taught as Rabbi Schneeweiss um, since uh, since June, uh, I guess June 17th. Um, I have uh, produced content uh, and I have uh, learned and I've given shirim, but just not in the capacity of my my job this year. Okay, so so that was up until now. Uh, today, I'm recording this on Thursday, July 22nd, and in a few hours, I'm going to be heading to the airport and flying back to New York for two weeks. Now, um, this you have to understand the context here. This is something that I never do. Uh, for the last 19 years that I've lived in New York, I will, you know, I'll, I'll come back to Seattle for the summer, uh, and uh, I'll return to New York in the fall uh, when school starts. Um, so this is the first time I'm returning back to New York in the middle of the summer. And um, the initial reason I was returning back to New York was for two weddings of, uh, of, of you know, really close friends. Uh, I was going to say two really close friends, but it's really two close friends, uh, two friends and two uh, Tommy Dote, former Tommy Dote, current Tommy Dote. Anyway, um, but 
uh, that was the initial plan. Uh, and I, I would likely have come back to New York for that. But then there was a, um, a change, which is that uh, our yeshiva is uh, putting on a joint program with another yeshiva. Uh, and it's going to run from the last, uh, it's going to run during the last week of July and the first two weeks of August. And, uh, and as a member of uh, my yeshiva, then I will be teaching again. I'll be giving shirim there. And uh, I will be giving approximately the same shirim according to the same schedule that I do during the year. I'll, I'll, I'll modify that later on. There's an asterisk there. But basically, uh, in addition to coming back for these weddings, I'm going to also be teaching um, as I do for the year. Um, so so uh, suffice it to say, I have mixed feelings about this. Uh, and just to be very clear, I mean, I'm so happy to be coming back to New York for these weddings. I'm happy to be able to see my my friends and my students again, and I'm going to be very happy teaching. <laughs> you know, that's not a question, right? I'm, I mean, I I I will enjoy every moment that I am uh, that I'm teaching. However, what I don't enjoy. What I'm not looking forward to is the interruption of my summer. You know, this is smack dab in the middle of the summer. Um, I uh, there is a you know a quality of a vacation that it is uh, uninterrupted. You know, uninterrupted by work. I mean, so like what would have been a good you know uh, two months of of you know of recharging of complete recharging and being away from my job. I am now going back to my job for two weeks right in the middle. And that's something that really, uh, it, it bothered me, you know? And again, it, I don't want to make it sound like I am bothered by the activity I'm doing. It's really more of the idea of, of, of the activity and, uh, and the stresses that would come along with it. So this is what I was, uh, bothered by, you know, from the beginning of the summer, I knew that this was coming. Um, and, uh, and so I was, um, you know, I had this summer to look forward to, and then oh, I got to go back to New York to teach for two weeks. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Okay, so then it occurred to me, um, because I've been thinking about this uh, this stoicism principle of the obstacle is the way, that uh, suddenly one day it hit me about how I'm going to uh, apply that to this situation. Okay, so let me talk you through it. So one of the things that I have been working on intensively for the first leg of this summer is because I burned out last year and because I had all of these... Uh, you know, stresses and uh, and pressures, and uh, and because it had these negative effects, I've really worked not just on recharging, but I've worked a lot on on trying to cultivate um, mindfulness um, uh, uh, perspectives and practices, and uh, and acquire other tools which will help me to not undergo the same thing this coming year. Meaning. I want to have uh, less stress, less pressure, less uh, less you know uh, mental health difficulties, um, you know, in this coming year. And so I've been really working, you know, uh, reading, meditating, uh, doing all these things, um, practicing uh, for this first part of the summer. Okay, so it suddenly hit me. I know how I can make this obstacle into the way. When I return to New York, instead of viewing this as an interruption of my my summer of 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 nurturing myself and uh, and you know and my summer of like uh, of, of acquiring these uh, these mindfulness uh, the, you know this mindfulness, I am going to treat these two weeks of teaching in New York as a simulation of what my upcoming year will be like, and use that as an opportunity to 
implement what I've gained from the first half of the summer and then get data for what to work on for the second part of the summer. Okay. In other words, my schedule in these two weeks of teaching is going to be pretty much the same, uh, more or less as my teaching schedule for this coming year, you know, and because I've worked on this stuff for the last month, I have all these new tools, which I only have been able to practice in the, you know, in the, uh, the unusual, uh, you know, summer scenario of being away from my job and being by myself, only having to think about myself in, uh, you know, in Seattle. But what I'm going to have this opportunity to do now is to put those into practice, you know, and see what is it going to be like if I am teaching this schedule, you know, according to the schedule and, uh, and I have these techniques, you know, and it's going to be, that's why I call it a simulation is it's going to be this opportunity to put these into practice, get data, you know, and see what this is like, and then take that data and then use that to inform how I, uh, what I focus on during the second half of my summer, you know, so it is again, uh, it was it was a, uh, you know, sometimes you get this eureka moment in terms of, of solving problems in your life. And this was exactly one of these eureka moments and the obstacle became the way, you know, I realized that not only, not only is this not an interruption and not a, a quote unquote bad, you know, uh, but it's something that is actually good and that I wouldn't have been able to get otherwise, you know, um, and, you know, it's funny because I, I mentioned this medallion, um, and, uh, and how the obstacle is the way is the, um, uh, is, you know, something I've been focusing on a lot lately. So at this, in this stoic, um, uh, when I, when I encounter this, uh, daily stoic store, then they have, they have other medallions. They have eight medallions in total. And I was looking at which one or ones I wanted to, to purchase. So there is one of them. Uh, let me just find it here in the store. Uh, where are we? Oh Yeah. So uh, there's one that on on the um, on one side of the medallion it says amor fati, which I believe means love fate. Okay, uh, and on the back it says not merely to bear what is necessary but love it. So when I saw that, I was like, I'm not at that level yet. You know, like there's one thing where you well, the the first level is accepting reality and accepting the things that you can't change. You know that I've been practicing for a very long time. And obviously it's not like something I've perfected, but that's, you know, that's been the foundation of my relationship to stoicism and to Michelet for a very long time. Now, um, the medallion I did purchase, the obstacle is the way, uh, is what I'm working on now. But sometimes I get lucky enough to experience that amor fati and to not only use the obstacle as the way, but to actually now love the obstacle because it is the way and to love what 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 is you know to 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 love what i used to be be to, to resist and i think this is one of these cases because now like i am even though i do have anxieties about about uh returning to new york uh for this this teaching um i am relating to it as as a really really good opportunity and that creates excitement you know and like i'm discovering the more i relate to it this way and the more i look at this as a data collection um uh, event or, you know, period of time, the more I'm discovering about myself. So for example, this morning I was trying to listen to my body and to understand where is this anxiety coming from? I mean, I, I taught, you know, I taught, you know, like 30 classes a, a week all, all year. Like I did it, you know, like, where's this anxiety coming from? And I realized there's a, there is a part of me that feels like the success I had last year was a fluke, you know, like somehow, like, I just like managed to pull it off by, you know, by, by sheer luck. And there's this feeling, there's this part of me that feels 
uh, inadequate to the task and feels like that's going to somehow manifest, um, you know, during these two weeks. Now that's insane. Like that is actually, <laughs> that is actually insane. And I realize that that part of me is just trying to protect me from, uh, from, you know, disappointment or from other things. But like, it's something that I only realized about myself because instead of just trying to like turn away from this, uh, you know, this, uh, this upcoming two weeks and like not want to think about it, I am now looking at it as an opportunity to get data. Or here's another thing, you know, when I, uh, like I said, I, the, the actual activities I'm going to be doing when I'm in New York are all enjoyable of the wedding and being with friends and teaching and seeing, you know, interacting with my students again, all these are enjoyable. So I'm realizing where is this, where's everything coming from? You know, all the, the, the negative feelings and anxiety, it's coming from this narrative that I'm weaving around, around myself and this residual narrative from when I first found out that I have to come back to New York. And like, it's just there, there's no, there's no, it's like, you know, what, what did I call it earlier in the year? The, um, ghost something, right? The, uh, not ghost pains, ghost stresses, I think I called it, where like there's residual, like there was a way that I encountered something that produced stress and then that thing is no longer present, but I still feel the stress from it, you know? So I feel like there's still residual stress from the initial narrative I wove around my return to New York and like that's, that's plaguing me and I have to now come to terms with the fact that that narrative is no longer true. Like I have an obstacle as a way approach to this now and like, and, and, and there is a part of me that is anticipating this, you know, in a, in a joyous way. So I don't know, all of these, uh, these, uh, these thoughts are coming to me now, but only because I'm framing this next leg of, uh, of the summer as, uh, as, uh, as an opportunity as opposed to an obstacle. So anyway, I know that that's a lot of, uh, autobiographical, um, indulgence here and, you know, let comes with the territory of this podcast, you know, uh, part of the, again, I, I've said this again and again, if this were just a, uh, a, a commentary on stoic writers, then it would look very different. But the goal is not just to understand what they taught, but to live it. Uh, and, um, and, uh, and so I feel like it's important to, to talk about how I am try, you know, striving to, uh, to implement these things in, um, you know, in my actual life, because that's, that's where we're going to actually, you know, first of all, it helps me to talk through it. Secondly, I feel like, you know, the best I can do, I don't know what you're going through, but the best I can do is to talk about, um, you know, about what I'm going through and, uh, and hope that that could be of use, uh, reminds me of a quotation from Thoreau, which we'll end with, if I can find it, uh, I did not intend to, oh yeah, he says, uh, this is Thoreau in Walden. He says in most books, the I or first person is omitted in this, it will be retained. Meaning in this book, it will be retained. That is in respect to egotism is the main, sorry, that in respect to egotism is the main difference. We commonly do not remember that it is after all, always the first person that is speaking. I should not talk so much about myself if there were anybody else whom I knew as well. Unfortunately, I am confined to this theme by the narrowness of my experience. So that's my uh, my my excuse for talking about uh, stoicism in relation to my own self. Um, so that's that. And uh, and look, one one last point here. I mean, again, this is a the Stoic Jew podcast. Uh, there's a lot more I have to say about this in terms of applying the obstacle is the way to tefillah. But for now, I'm going to say that a lot of my tefillah has changed to using the obstacle as the way to, instead of asking Hashem to remove obstacles and impediments and, and uh, even causes of affliction and pain, instead asking Hashem to uh, enable me to, to relate to those obstacles as opportunities for development or to 
help me to convert the obstacle into the way. And I think that that is going to be a significant level up in um, in my relationship to Tefillah and my relationship to Hashem. Uh, and uh, but that that's uh, that's a subject that for another time, I think. Alrighty, uh, that is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss and my Zelle and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's worth or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewis.gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.